We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, everybody, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more, presented by Imperial Pizza. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you. Very much as always for locking in, whether you're listening to this in audio podcast form, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, or whether you're checking us out on the video side, which if you are doing that, there's a good chance that you may be watching us record this live here on a Monday night. I am joined for my weekly visit by my good buddy, recurring guest, longtime friend, Tom Pucks, man. What's going on, dude? Dude, you didn't, how did you get away with me not? remembering to uh put the national championship game on in here it's not going on i can't believe you got it. i mean you know it's <laughs> i tweeted it's, about it's, that today it's yeah i saw it it's, it was pretty good um actually i got out of the shower and i was like ooh, seven notifications <laughs> you know i don't get shit like that i was at a point where honest to god eight of my last nine notifications were porn bots on right? twitter yeah yeah dude. 100%. <laughs> they, you put up something and it's instantly liked within seconds literally always always disheartening um would you ask me again just ask you how you're doing oh didn't talk during the game with you usually we you know sometimes we watch the games together sometimes we do a post game live immediately after the game together this being a, a you know a sunday night game that wasn't going to end to 11 30 we decided on doing a monday show which we also or monday taping i should say anyway monday night taping like we did uh last week let me give you a stat of the day real quick here before we get going. This involves the Bills and what they did, not just, well, yesterday was the culmination, but I, I've been sitting through a lot of numbers and fun facts and stats, and this one kind of grabbed me a little bit. Since the NFL began seeding teams for the playoffs all the way back in 1975, the Bills are the only team since 75 to be at or below 500 with five or less games remaining and end up the number two seed. So what happened over with the Buffalo Bills over the past handful of weeks is something that has not happened in the league in nearly 50 years, man. 
Does that impress you? It does impress me, but what a dud of an intro by you and I, right? Like I'm I am as excited for this football team as I've ever been. Couldn't wait to get here, believe it or not. Uh-huh. And and honestly, we just like <laughs> I just like, gave you a boring stat right away. No, 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 no. You had to go to the stat because I'm giving I'm I'm here giving you nothing. Right? <laughs> I'm I'm like, how you doing? I go off on a on a Twitter porn bot, uh not even a tangent, and then I completely lost what you asked me and stuff like that. I love the stat. All right. I, I think there's a lot of uh things about this season, tangible uh stats that you could look at when you overcome you know what the bills overcame as far as their record was concerned and that only begins to paint the picture of the turn of of this 2023 season man it's fucking bananas man all right it's fucking banana i don't need no all due respect to your stat i don't need anything to 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 break down all right, how I feel of the way this 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 season turned. All right, it turned from an absolutely frustrating, aggravating, oh my God, in the prime of his career, we're going to miss the playoffs in a season with Josh Allen to about as exciting a layout of the AFC playoffs as you could ask for. This is the dopest shit I could have ever imagined happening to this season. And like, I don't know where to start. I don't know. You want to, I mean, I you know, what? you I got start. your, you got your, th- got you got notes. your thing over there. You got your notes, but I'm going to go off. Where script. do you start? This is, <clears throat> let me feed me. off you. I'm going to feed off you with something. This is a straight fan episode, man. This is me. I, and I don't think I've ever really shown this side other than, in, other than <laughs> in anger. All right. This is me just going straight, straight fan. For those of you on the video side, you see my whack little get up that I uh, that I threw together over here to try to it is down, interesting to j- try to downplay, you know, Pat's um, Pat's Cliff Clavin beard coming in. I was like, <laughs> let me get gimmicky too. Let me get gimmicky. Uh, that actually isn't what I thought. It's just what I landed on when my gimmick didn't really go over that well. But don't let the you know the basic t shirt. Uh, you know, that, that currently has some, 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 uh, moisture <laughs> dri- drips on it and some lower end stains. It's the only t-shirt that I really thought would, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to sacrifice. It was, expendable. Uh, it was, it was <laughs> all right. But the tone puck message is loud and clear. We're going to, we're going to start with it here on this makeshift t-shirt. We might literally invest in some t-shirts all right, with the Tone Puck trademark. And just, you know, we're not trying to go Frank Gallagher out there selling them. Maybe it just becomes a promotion for the Talking Buffalo podcaster show. Podcast what are we What are we again? Talking Buffalo, buddy. There like, it is. Listen, there are a couple of, by the way, interesting choice of hat. And I especially like, like, if you look the other way, how you still got the tag on it. Is that like fashion or? No, that's, to bring that's, it back? that's me possibly you looking bring to, to bring it back on, on, on the way home. I wanted, I wanted to see how I felt, how I felt about, about we, this. <laughs> we've done shows. So, so you started doing this podcast with me weekly, literally as the bill season started. And there's three episodes that just really, stick out to me and symbolize the the seesaw that has been this season and we're going to spend some time today 
talking to him, of course, we'll, we'll talk more about the game on Sunday night. We'll talk about some things that have really swung this season for the Buffalo Bills over the last month, and we'll get to some other stuff as well. But for me, there's three episodes that really stand out that I remember well. Number one was the Miami game, the, the Bills, the first game, week four. The Bills pounded Miami, and it's because they came out and played like shit against the Jets, and then they played really good against uh, Washington and the Raiders before that. And you didn't give a shit. You said, you know, I need to see it against a good team against Miami. And they gave it to you. And I remember that week you talked about Brandon Bean and how good of a job he did building a roster that was superior to Miami. I remember that sticking out to me. Then the very next week, I remember the Jacksonville game, both the pregame show that we did at Imperial Pizza was on a Thursday night. And then the post game after London. And we talked about this potential, you know, being a trap game and the, the travel and all this and that. Anyway, the Bills go out, they lay a stinker, they get smacked. But more importantly, um, Matt Mulatto goes down and he's done. And Daquan Jones, we thought, was done for the season. And the tone instantly changed because it wasn't just a loss. It was a loss with devastating injuries. So that felt like shit. And then the other game I remember is the New York Giants game. I think it was a Giants game. Yeah, it was a Giants game. They won 14-9, and you were so uh, down on the team that I remember you saying they may or may not be Denver or Tampa. It was Tampa. I'm sorry. It was Tampa. But you were going to bet every single penny that you could muster up that O'Sherry wouldn't find out about and bet on the Bengals that game because you had never been more confident in your life that the Bills were going to get smacked by the Cincinnati Bengals. And maybe the final score didn't indicate that, but Cincinnati thoroughly beat the Bills that game. It was pretty one-sided, if you ask me. I mean, the, the Bengals were clearly the better team at the time. Anyway, those are the three games I remember the most. And then fast forward, of course, to the Philly game, and they lose. And over time, we watch it together at 6-6, and I'm like, that's a wrap. I thought the season was over. I really did. At that point, you thought it was over earlier. Then you reserved the right to get back on the bandwagon. But that Philly loss, to me, I thought the season was over at that point. The Philly loss uh, has has kind of been a uh, talking point for a lot of people as far as, um, you know, when they when they thought it was they they, they were toast. Got commenters talking about how you forget the name of the show. You do that all yeah, the time. Well, it's not Ranger Corps. You got to understand. I go back like fucking <laughs> probably yeah. not 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 only the number of years. But also the number of endeavors Ventures. that this motherfucker did <laughs> and names of them and stuff like that. I point. cannot stay, you know, I couldn't stay up with any of them. Um, I don't remember where I was after Philly, other than to think that running the table was at least possible. Right. Okay. Running the table was at least possible. Um, because I just they showed terrific glimpses of defense in the first half. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really good offense, actually kind of throughout, you know what I mean? And Josh started to look like, you know, a unicorn, you know, a unicorn again. He really did in that, in that Philly game. Um, he played great in that Philly game. Yeah, man. It just, it was, it was really about KC coming out of there, you know, coming out of that game and, uh, um, bye week after Philly. Yeah, bye week, then KC. And, you know, I, I felt like that was a coin flip game. And if we found our way on the right side of that coin flip, um, 
you know, then, then crazier shit has happened. You know, I mean, I, I just, I started to hop back on before the, uh, you know, the playoff percentages really started to, to climb, you know, I just, I think Dallas for you, I I feel like Dallas was your hop on. I'm not sure Kansas city was, but I really, I remember thinking that they found something against the jets, right? When they went to six and five, it, the Brady move, the Brady move. Yeah. I really felt as though they they had found something against the Jets. And even though the Eagles didn't go their way and I'm super pissed and all these all, all these sort of things. I mean, that happened like five different times this year. You know, you mentioned some, you know, some definite tipping points in, in the games that you mentioned. But, you know, in reality, what we were this year was, you know, we were the roller coaster fan, man. You know what I mean? We were, we were not giving it to you, um, you know, calmly and, and with measured thoughts. We, you know, we jumped on and we, we let our fandom come out, especially you. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, sure, but you're there. Too. I know what well, I was right, too. You know, you were, you're, you were more too. entertaining, you were more, um, animated, animated for sure. Absolutely. And that's not really an insult. It makes for, for a, first you know of all, it makes I for do, a fun listen. I do, I do think. And I think that's what's different about this show, maybe than some others, is you're going to get that overreaction and that brutal in the moment honesty as opposed to saying the right thing because you don't want to piss off Bill's fans. If you would, if you had the time and, <clears throat> excuse me, energy, well, I don't know because you probably do have the time and it's just a matter of laziness. But if you could go back through every show that we did, Mm-hmm. All right. And just pluck some pluck some things along the way. All right. Some of those highs and some of those lows. You will find a lot. Of, what? Jen, I like the stash pad. Again, we got to be careful here because most people are listening on the video side. Real quick here. I don't want to throw you off, but I lost a bet with my kid, a weight loss bet. I can't shave for five weeks. And this is going into start of week two. And I'm starting to look absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, go ahead. It is not pretty. Yeah, you know what though? But the stash is the dominant right now. Like, like people probably can't see it. You got to kind of get in there to see the whack pattern that's happening on the chin and cheeks and <laughs> it's stuff the like patches that. that are going to so, get terrible. Yeah. So the, the 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 stash actually, I could see where someone would say it, it, you know it looks okay, but it's it's by the time you're done, you're <laughs> fucking absolutely looking like Cliff Clavin in that Cheers episode. All right. Um, when his beard was all over the place. Good. Anyway, um, yeah, man. I mean, I that's just you know that's that's how I have fun with with this team is by getting angrier than I should and and stuff. And by like the way, that, you talk you know about clips. I, mean? I have a bunch. We could have done nothing tonight except say hello to the people and probably played an hour worth of highs and lows clips from this season, and there would be plenty of them. From but you'd be amazed how many of them actually ended up right. All right, sure. Even through the uh, you know the 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 period, the month or whatever, or more probably maybe six week you know middle of the season where they look totally lo- totally wrong. Like you go back to the Brandon Bean you know building of the team and and uh, and the depth that it had and. Then all of a sudden, you know, as the season plays out, you, you start to look a little foolish with that because Hardy's doing nothing. Sherfield's doing nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Not, not, nothing really special is, is, is happening there. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, when they when it was needed at the biggest point possible, I get it. All right. It, it doesn't necessarily, you know, make it a good signing or something like that. But boy, it sure as hell makes cutting that six million dollar, you know, quote unquote check mm -hmm. to Deontay Hardy or whatever that much more palatable when he basically, you know, wins a football game for you. You know, the depth that, um, you know, the, and, and, you know, you alluded to it also in, in Taylor Rapp and I mentioned Sherfield. They were able to um, compete right. at a really high level, all right, even after losing some, you know, some really important pieces. So, you know, things that, you know, that we that we loved uh, when we got excited kind of early at the three-in-one start. And then Can I play your bandwagon clip? I got this one clip I got to play. Yeah, it's the only clip so for the well. show. Well. Let me see if I get loaded up here. I'm doing this on the fly. I wasn't going to do this. But this was after, I don't remember what game it was after, but it was about you getting back on the bandwagon if you want. This is going back several weeks. Could have been the Jacksonville loss. I mean, what a disaster of a day. Yeah, what was. a disaster of a day. It was a disaster of the day all around. A disaster in this city. Can I complain about his postseason, or his, his uh, post-game comments? Oh. Kyrie well, Jacksonville. I, Go ahead. Well, I just, you know, he, he said... And I understand he's probably hurting, man. All right, and I and I don't poke fun at people's faith. All right, I may not be a man of faith, but I, you know what I mean. But don't invoke God after you just played a shitty football game, okay? I mean, God has a plan for you because you just fucking let up ten receptions for 120 yards. You know who I need to have a fucking plan for Kyrie Elam? It's not God. It's Brandon Bean. Okay, I, I'm sorry. It just rubbed me the wrong way. And again, again, I don't poke fun at anybody's face. All right, I, I understand, but don't. You know, I had no use for for his post game comments. Just own up to playing a shitty fucking football game already. So before we go, I'm going to give you one opportunity Definitely to either further cement what you've been saying a lot during this podcast or maybe walk it back to some extent anyway and knowing you like i have for well over half your life you are very uh as am i i, I think you're a, a knee-jerk reactor um a bit of a hothead at times <laughs> so I, I sit here and ask you on this podcast you confidently can sit here and say today that you genuinely feel like the Bills Super Bowl legitimate, realistic Super Bowl aspirations came to an end with this loss today. Yeah, I'm not walking that back. No? No chance. I'm not there, man. I'm not there because I believe that Brandon Bean's going to do something. That, I will say that's the only thing because I don't think Matt Milano's replaceable just like Trey White's not. I, just, Douglas, I need to right. get to the trade deadline. They're playing three chump teams, and I'm pretty sure the trade deadline will be coming up by then too. Can I reserve the right, though, to jump back? On the bandwagon, if, if I something? want. No, I mean because nothing. Oh, I mean, you want to talk about getting underneath my skin? It's the people out there that are like, "Well, if you don't stay with them now, all right, when they don't go jumping back on the bandwagon when they're this or that, I'll jump back on the fucking bandwagon whenever I want." <laughs> okay, that's what a childhood of investing in a washed-up Vince Ferragamo, Matt Kofler, and Joe fucking Dufek affords you, okay? <laughs> I can jump on and off the bandwagon whenever I feel like it. But right now, I'm off. They ain't winning shit. <laughs>
<laughs> it's as true. It's as true today as it as as as, as it ever was, man. All right, because you know, I mean, it's I'm I'm a live living example of it, man. I am back on the bandwagon. I am as excited as any of you. Uh, it's not forced excitement or anything like sure. that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not like, uh, like faking it or something. I'm as fucking happy as any of you were. If not, I had this conversation with my cousin last night. Cause he's also a Debbie downer like me. All right. <laughs> we're probably happier because when we get negative like that, we truly believe that the negative outcome is coming. Yeah. So not only are we excited for the positive outcome, but we're surprised. Which yeah. is, makes it even more fun. Those of you who had the faith all along, all right, you don't get that element of surprise. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get the element of surprise and the happiness. And this has probably been one of the greatest 36-hour stretches of my life. <laughs> I can't stop thinking, all right, about how good things are right now for this football team is, is you know, you know, as close as the end of the season is, because all it takes is a loss. Right. I'm still seeing, like, I'm just not fucking predicting a loss. <laughs> like, I there's no universe under which I don't see the Buffalo Bills football season lasting two more weeks. Yeah. All right. There's a, there's just no reality under which I don't see that. They got the best possible matchup you could ever ask for. I'd fucking argue, all right, that being able to play a Steeler team as depleted as this one is actually somewhat, especially at home, advantageous to the buy, all right, because you got some areas that you got to get right into. I know ultimately the buy's better. Uh, you know, the rest matters more than anything, but could you have fucking done any better other than rest than the Pittsburgh fucking Steelers? I'm sorry. This fucking lines up so beautifully right now. And there's only one thing that any Buffalo Bill fan who can at least have, you know, the, 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 uh, foresight is, uh, I was going to ask you if I'm using if it's foresight, but you know the vision. Uh, I was going to ask you. And what I know a great underrated. That was an awesome. How could you not be this. thinking about Kansas City here in two weeks with Taylor Swift in the fucking house? How could we not be thinking and talking about anything else? My God, make this house. Oh, see, here's Kevin. Kevin Hewitt. Hewitt comments, here's Kevin by the way. Hewitt. He's going to get Steeler all says, over me. He's audio side, get, he says Steeler defense will definitely keep him. He's going to get all over me for dismissing his Steelers. And look, you know, I don't rule out anything. I, I'm a firm believer in any given Sunday in the NFL. Okay. But if the Bills lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, the last thing you're going to be thinking about is, well, that fucking Tony Pucks guy shouldn't have taken him so lightly. No, we're going to be so devastated as a region, all right, that nobody's going to give a fuck about what I said on a Tuesday, okay? Monday. What? Monday. Well, today's Monday. There are people are hearing it on Tuesday. That's fair. See, I finally get it right, <laughs> and you fucking correct me. Look. I'm still look, impressed with look. your with your under the breath diss towards me like you're gonna minor, ask me for the, you're gonna ask me if someone's correct and you're like yeah, why why would i ask him that, <laughs> that is actually low-key really 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 it solid. wasn't fucking you know meant to Let's, be that, I wanna, that I, egregious I wanna, come on people it's a kansas city it's a two-week kansas city party let's fucking go i will we'll circle back to uh 
to some Steelers in Kansas City talking a minute. By the way, I kind of appreciate you because I know everybody, again, you watch other podcasts, they're going to say the right things about Pittsburgh and respecting them and this and that. Look, this team lost to the fucking Patriots in Arizona at home back-to-back weeks like four or five weeks ago. We'll get into the Patriots. I'll stick my finger in my fucking throat and throw up live on air, all right, if the Bills lose to the fucking Steelers this week. (laughs) All right, let's be careful here with this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying the way the season has went. If you let me do it, I'll do it. Speak the way the season has went. And this is like the craziest thing to me right now. I want to be careful. I feel like we're being too optimistic or too happy. Why are we so happy right now that the Bills are in the playoffs? Because <laughs> the Bills are in the playoffs. They won the division. It's not see- just the playoffs, though. It's not just the playoffs. It's the fucking first okay. round opponent that comes with it. Okay. This is a bad playoff team. We all know it. We're just, we don't want to say it because like we're playing the game or something on Sunday. All right. We locked into a fucking home field advantage against Mason fucking Rudolph. All right, no TJ Watt. This is a bad fucking football team. Can I need Debbie Downer though? It's the next best thing to a buy, and the potential fucking opponent staring you in the face. All right, is is the been the nemesis of your era. It's all you should want right now. It's all you should be thinking about. That is fair, but I will remind you that last year a thirteen and three team had a pretty much what should have been a buy against the Miami Dolphins team featuring Skylar Thompson. Is that even his last name, Skylar Thompson? And a bunch of other yeah. scrubs. And the Bills had to hold on uh, to win that football game. But let's go back because I, I want to go to just this season and why I think we are as happy and as giddy as we are about the Bills winning the division, getting the two seed, and even things playing out the way you're talking about here. If we would have talked about this preseason or we would have had a week one uh, you know, bowl predictions for the year episode. And I said to you, or you said to me, the Bills are going to win the AFC East for a fourth straight year. And the Buffalo Bills are going to be the number two seed in AFC. would have been like, yeah, this makes sense. That's what, that's what the expectation should be. But if you go back to the Philly game where they lose in overtime, Philly makes an improbable 59 and a half yard field goal in the rain. The Bills only get a field goal on their possession. And Philly comes out and scores, and they're six and six with Kansas City and Dallas and at Miami still on the docket. Man, to be sitting here now, not only just we would have been happy to make the playoffs 100%. We'd have been like, yo, let's just get to the dance. Let's just get to the dance. Fuck. That's how I felt 72 hours ago, to be honest with you. But everything played out perfect. Now the Bills do win the division, and they're number two seed, and they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, it works out, but if you kind of rewind and going into the season, this is kind of what we should have expected, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if if it's uh, <clears throat> if you look at it like that, uh, then it's it's what you would have expected. But the journey, man, you know that that's why when people base uh, a season as being successful or or not on on ultimately the the way the playoffs go, mm-hmm. I just i don't subscribe to that because there's just so many there's the potential for there to be so many ebbs and flows in an nfl season and i want to enjoy them like uh, you know i this season was (laughs) a lot of them i don't know i don't know whether i fucking had fun this season i know i'm i'm having stupid fun right now yeah this is over the last few weeks 
But I don't know if that cancels out how edgy and aggravated I was after every football game through about the first 12 weeks, man. This was you a know? stressful season. So I, but um, I just, as, as much as I would uh, want to have a, the most winnable possible games on, on a potential path to the Super Bowl, I want what I want. Okay. I, I get it. I, I want, it. I want what I want. And for this season that has suddenly turned into a dream, it's a fucking dream season. How does that dream not involve? <laughs> all right. Having your nemesis in your place when you didn't think in a million years, by the way, they're here next year in the regular season too. Now. All right. Can't They're here that. next year in the regular season two. <laughs> you were, this is literally turning into a Bills Chiefs AFC divisional round preview almost at, at, at this point right now. Let me, Jason uh, left a comment. I want to read this because he's reiterating kind of what we both have said. Uh, there was no one who at the start of the year, if you said, okay, at the end of the season, you win the division, two seed, face Rudolph in the first round. We all sign up for that. Well, I mean, absolutely we do. We definitely sign up for that. Um, got a couple other fans there who are very pro bills and, and don't like our uh <laughs> like our la lack of faith. Well, maybe they're talking about earlier in the season. Well, there are lots of reasons, to, in fairness to us, to no be sense. down to be uh, to, to an extent to be down on the team. I think you're talking about during the early part of the season, like when we played the clip, like this team's done, they went shit. That's how it felt at the time. Again, this is I a need confirmation. This that is that, that's what he meant. Uh, that is, I, I, I believe so. All right, anyway, we are reacting in real time emotionally to how we feel. And I, I feel like that's part of the strength of this show and what we will anyway, for better or worse, continue to do. But we're talking about this season and sure, we're, we're talking about how it's swung and how they went from six and six to 11 and six and the two seed in the AFC. In your opinion right now, what are maybe one or two to you anyway, like the, the, the biggest factors that swung this season? Like what were three key points to you i got three as well if you want me to go first and maybe you could kind of piggyback well, on i them. feel like i mean i have some too but i feel like i'd be eating a little bit because i can see your your three so let's we'll go one for one sure. you give one let me tell you how this will work you give one and then i'll give one okay and then you give and so on until we get to three each all right well i'll start it's with one game to me the swing point was the kansas city game 2017, a victory. Again, you're coming off the bye. You're six and six. Vaughn Miller gets arrested. Other shit goes down off the field in terms of journalism, which is one of my points. So I don't want to really get much into that right now. But the Bills going to Kansas City, absolute must win. They lose that football game. The season's over. They're six and seven. That's it. Coming off a bye, you lose to Philly, you lose to Kansas City. To me, at that point, in the, the it's over. They catch a break. They catch a break. But even if that happens, they still had a minute 40 left in the game. So it's not like the Bills were definitely going to lose that game because of that one play. But anyway, and I remember not to throw shit. I'm going to throw some shit at you. fucking throw shit at me all the time. Word. You did not give the Bills a lot of credit after that game. You sat there and right. you said the Bills were they just pretty much were lucky. But anyway, to me, that was a, a swing point, a key point of the season, just beating Kansas City. I feel like that kind of started the right to ship. Uh, as far as games are concerned, that that's would be the number one game. And and my 
takeaways following that game, you know, just my overall vibe following that game was um, was wrong. Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. it was wrong. I should have been giving him more credit. Not only giving him more credit, but also looking at it from the perspective of we just uh, we just opened the door a little wider. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Dallas is is when we kicked the door in. I think what all okay. what I think what always kind of kept was in the back of our heads. And I, I go all the way back to the beginning of the season when I didn't give a fuck who won our, our opener against the, against the Jets because uh, you know the the Commanders and the Raiders were were soon to follow, and I knew we'd get back to two and one. All right, I think we kind of aim a little bit with this back uh, with this final quarter of the season, right when we all saw New England and um, and the Chargers sitting there. You know, we we were counting our we were counting our chickens as as two wins there, even though one you know made it uh, made it pretty scary. All right, so. The Kansas City game putting us at seven and six with a tough Dallas team, but at home. All right. And then the two, you know, heavy favorite uh, uh, wins coming up. That's, you know, that that's when the door started to, um, you know, started to reopen for us a little bit. So I like I like using that game uh, as, as a point of reference for me, my number one. And I, I tweeted to you today to, uh, you know, to, to to look up the stats and stuff like that. They didn't end up being as stark as I thought they would. But don't let the fact that they're similar fool you. One is in seven games. One is in ten. Sure. And that is and that is the rushing of Josh uh, uh, when they took the to you know kind of took the reins off of uh, or the chains off off of Josh and let him scramble. Um, you know, in, in sack situations, it's, it's not so much for me about the design runs when they went from, from Dorsey to Brady. All right. It's when they really, you know, the point at which they, they, to me anyways, and it coincided with the, with the, with the hiring of Brady, um, that's around the time where they let Josh just kind of go and be Josh. I, I felt like the the early rushing attempts, whatever they may have been, I don't know. I, you know, I think a deeper dive into it would prove me a little more right than just the raw numbers do. Um, but Josh was not being an effective runner. No, under Ken Dorsey, and maybe it's because you know other things weren't working. Running so, was his last result. So, so like. be- that you know Josh's ineffectiveness on the ground. Um, you know, was just was kind of magnified because other things weren't working too. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Brady did get things to start to work. And, you know, the Josh uh, um, uh, running kind of coincided with that. But man, it, it just, it, it really feel felt like when they got up against it, you know, when they got that fifth loss, all right, trying and to that, find the numbers as you're talking. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, just look for the tweet because you tweeted them, right? Um, oh, I got a lot of tweets. <laughs> a lot of fucking tweets. great, man. A lot of tweets. No, yo, yo, Josh just got more, way more effective as a runner Absolutely. in the second half of the season. It seemed like they wanted to keep him fresh in the first half of the year. Maybe the shoulder was bad in the first half of the year. I don't know if the shoulder ever got right, but the Buffalo Bills got to a point this year 
where they just had to throw all their chips in, man. All right, because they just they couldn't afford to lose another football game. And when you're in that situation, you know, that's when you know you're most inclined to let Josh be Josh. And I saw a, a team in the second half of the season that um that played with the confidence, okay, that that they had a quarterback that could do that or or or, or coaches that were gonna going to let him let him do that. I mean, the third and thirteen, does he ever do that in the first half of this football season? I don't think so. Yeah, man. I mean, no. the what he do, what he does on the ground, you know, taking taking second and twenties and 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 turning them into you know the third and fours. I mean, he is fucking brilliant as a runner. I mean, he's got moves and power as a runner, the likes of which you've never seen. And everybody wants to stop short of that because you know he's not necessarily you know the most the most fluid runner that we've ever seen. He's not a Vic or a, or, or a Lamar Jackson, but the elements of fucking power and the way we've never seen that. All right. We've never seen that. And I get, I get not wanting to exactly turn that on full throttle in the first half of a football season, but man, oh man, don't you ever, go through an entire one and certainly not a playoff game without fucking letting him do that. Anytime he wants is as good a scrambler as this sport has ever seen. I will say, and I, I, I don't disagree with you whatsoever, but what I take issue with, and we've talked about this before, Josh Allen to me, not running the football in the first half of the season. And, and I, again, I agree with you. The stats aren't dramatically different, although they are different and they do favor Josh this back half of the year running the football. But what I can't stand is for all of Ken Dorsey's flaws, I still don't think it was Ken Dorsey's fault that Josh Allen wasn't running the football enough. I think it was a strategic, and we talked about this before, a strategic decision by Sean McDermott to save Josh Allen physically for the back half of the season going into the playoffs, not taking as many hits, not running these tush pushes because that does take a physical, sure, I would imagine sure. it takes a physical toll sure. on him. So running the tush push, having him scramble more plays that he was not doing in the first half of the season. He's doing in the back half. Now I think was a Sean McDermott thing by design to get him going. So I agree with you. I just hate when everyone says, well, as soon as Dorsey left and Brady came all of a sudden Josh started running. I don't think it's necessarily because Dorsey left and Joe Brady came. I think it's because Sean said, all right, we, we, this is what we got to do or the season's going to get away from us, save him for as long as we can. And now we got to unleash this aspect uh, of his game. By the way, our boy, uh, Dave Anderson says, what's up fellas. I just want you to know right now, hmm. as far as how much I agree with you. All right. For those of you on the video side, follow along. I agree with you. 100, 100. <laughs> that is a dope hat. It's fucking, it's real dope. Oh shit. Off. Look at this. Mm -hmm. it's got like an it's got oh, yeah. like uh like a real like what, what are we, like a niagara fallsy riverside writing underneath on the brim no offense to niagara. you know what you're, you're kind of making reminding me to let people know too that even if you do subscribe to the audio version of this you should still check out the video because we do yes. some things separate from the video all, all right. right so you said josh allen one more other thing i want to get to um in terms of things that swung the season Never thought I'd be saying this. Feed me, KC. I never thought that a journalist could have an, a profound um, impact on a football team 
And I hate going down this avenue because anytime you bring it up, there's just going to be legions of Buffalo Bills fanatics that are going to instantly go on the attack with Ty Dunn. And without talking about the article specifically, what I will say is that it was a rallying point for this football team. I don't even think that it's uh, something that you can debate. Um, Bills fans are thanking Ty in a way. A lot of them are still going after him and thinking he's the biggest hack who still stays in mom's basement and you know can't get a real job and yada, yada, yada. I've heard fucking all. But anyway, bottom line is what I'm telling you is that article, that series during that time, Lit a fire under his team. You know, the classic bulletin board material, but instead of coming from another team, it went from a journalist and they took that report or that series, whatever you want to call it, and they put it on that bulletin board and they used it as ammunition, as motivation. Um, when they won that first game, coming off the bye against Kansas City, it was in the locker room. They Brandon Bean literally addressed it. Terry Bagula's in the locker room. That changed this football team. I think it changed Sean McDermott, maybe, in the way maybe he's communicating with his players, his players rallying behind him. Um, and I think we've seen a more aggressive Sean McDermott in big games. You know, this Miami game, whether it worked or not, Sean McDermott went for fourth downs that I, in the past, he punts. He outcoached Mike McDaniel, by the way. Mike McDaniel's the one who was punting on fourth and a half a yard on Sunday night. Not fucking Sean McDermott. That's not the Sean McDermott that we've known. This was a big game and a big moment. And he put the ball in Josh Allen's hands twice on that last drive. Once they converted a fourth down, the other time uh, they got stopped on fourth and a half yard. But that's a different Sean McDermott. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think that article I, played a big role in, in getting this team on the same page and together. It was perfect for them bulletin board material in their eyes and it was effective for them all right minus you you know taking the prop off my head i once again agree with you 100 <laughs> percent on them using it as a rallying cry all right yeah um and i you know I, I, it's it's fun and and I, teams do it all the time and generally speaking, I don't know that it means a whole hell of a lot. All right. But I, I'm, I'm cool with them using it as one, whatever gets, you know, whatever edge they might be able to get from it. But what I want to go back to is the more. Fox is hungry. Jason Longbottom. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I get it now. It took a second. Um, you completely lost your No, I got it right back. It's coming. It's, 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 it's totally coming. Don't talk to me. Don't don't bring up, all right, you know, gutsy decisions by McDermott as if, you know, you're 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 breaking news to this guy. All right. This guy fucking gave it to you two weeks ago when asked about the potential benefits of the Tyler Dunn article and what I think I've seen sure. since then. What I say you're gonna get what I say you might be looking at getting. It was very, it was very particular. You even you even like quoted it uh in 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 a clip. What did I big say? Nut, what did I say you might Sean. get? Big, big nut Sean, man. Big nut Sean, big nut right. Sean came to Miami. I I think he did, bro. I think look, look, I ain't trying to for like a pat on the back for being right because I'm definitely wrong more often. And if you throw enough shit at the wall, some of it sticks. <laughs> Exactly, like my Dawson Knox touchdown prediction 
that I threw out there to the universe all weekend long. I was like, sooner did or later, you, I got score on Dawson. Did you, yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yo, that was a good football play, man. Okay. Not, a, not a lot of guys. All right. Have the confidence for that stretch. And not a lot of guys, you know, do you necessarily trust to make that stretch? That was a good football play by Dawson Knox, man. I ain't trying to, you know, look, I mean, we're going to be stuck paying him $9 million. I still think he should go the way of Taysom Hill. Um, but and he's overpaid, obviously. Kincaid, great game. Holy shit, we haven't even talked about the game. I don't know what the fuck's the sense, but God, that was fun. I mean, you know, part of why I'm so happy today is because the game itself was super fun, and there's no way we're getting to the game because if we get to the game, then I'm gonna have to like there's piss, two elements piss, I get smoke to. and grab a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right on now. that game, <laughs> yeah, right now on the video so side, my Miami game's over actually on the video side. On the video side, we are taking literally a three-second break. So if you're watching on the this video, on video side, we will be literally right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I am back here with Tone Pucks. We should probably talk at least a little bit about this game because, I mean, it did freaking matter. Um, the defense, dude. This game was about the de- it was about two things. It was about the defense, and it was about unsung heroes stepping up that, you know, we could have did a million pregame shows last week and a million predictions, and I don't think most of the heroes from this game were people that we would have uh, mentioned at all. The Bills defense in the second half, and I still can't quite figure out exactly how they did it because it wasn't because of sacks. Um, They had a turnover. The Bills had a a turnover in the first series for Miami, and then they turned them over, obviously, at the end of the game. But everything in between, it was just good tackling, not getting beat deep, making them be methodical. But in the second half, the Bills' defense just flat out fucking dominated this football game. Miami ran 17 plays total in the whole second half across five possessions. Each possession lasted four plays or fewer. Miami ran for 100 yards in the first half, just eight in the second on three carries. Sean making adjustments was big. Uh, Miami's biggest play for the whole game was 25 yards, man. Only three plays of over 20 yards. Again, Miami's a very dangerous offense. Uh, before we talk about any specific players, you know, I spent a lot of time talking about this defense, but that's the reason why the Buffalo Bills right now, not even just today, go you can go back to the uh to the Chargers game too, where the offense played like shit. 
and the defense bailed them out. Sean McDermott's defense, maybe going back to that article in the last six weeks or whatever you want to call it, but this defense has become good enough that if Josh Allen is killing the Bills on offense, which at times he was, I mean, he's made up for it as well, but even when the offense isn't playing well is what I'm telling you is this defense can play against a good football team and find a way to win, and that is precisely what they did on Sunday night. Sean McDermott's job as the defensive play caller this year has flown under the radar. I mean, like, because the fan base is knowledgeable, obviously we all know that our head coach was, you know, calling the defensive signals, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But the credit that probably eluded him at times because of the frustration with the overall record uh, and, you know, the, the U- Joss's usage, then the article hits, you know, I mean, there were, there, there were some people out there that were giving him, you know, credit for overcoming the injuries and stuff like that. Sure. But they, they were drowned out, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, they were, they were kind of drowned out by uh, the, you know, the the far more in-your-face stuff like the record, all right, and a big fat article that said you kind of suck, <laughs> all right? What a fucking job as a defensive coordinator this year. Well, I mean, those injuries were massive, man. Getting those ready. injuries were massive. They were. And, and he... um. God, he just he just kept that defense from falling from falling apart. And when they weren't getting to the court, and forget about the massive injuries. All right, one of the guys that that he thought he would get back to at least eight, you know, eight his pass rush was a fucking absolute non-factor, an absolute non-factor in Von Miller. Now he benefited from a strong year from a free agent signing, obviously, but. Man, he had a lot to overcome, and that defense was nails down the stretch. It I, was. I, it was. It was such a good job by McDermott, man. It was such in a, in a year. This is gonna sound crazy because like people were ready to fire him, and I hated his ass for not running Josh. And and but in a year where there really is no clear coach of the year. All right. The job that that guy did manning both those roles in the face of massive injuries and a hit piece. All right. Um, I'd be willing to go as far as to say that Sean McDermott is more deserving of coach of the year honors than Josh Allen is of MVP honors. And it's because of the the defensive coordinator calls he was so good on that side of the ball no voters is gonna are, are gonna is gonna look at that right voters are gonna strictly go off the head coach you know duties and stuff like that and it's it's look it ain't gonna be sean dirt mcdermott's no. year for coach of the no, year Stefanski right. or De- or but find me a fucking coach who did a better job this year okay well when, when he when he, you know what? With the losses, the with the losses that he suffered on defense, and it completely, completely ineffective offense, and then the balls to make 
a big, big change. All right, on a Super Bowl caliber, you know, uh, roster and you know window. I, I mean, the guy's coming out fucking aces on the other side. I can't help it. I'm not a McDermott guy, but Jesus Christ, he's coming out absolute aces on the other side. L l let me say this. Sean McDermott clean up a mess. Absolutely. Down the stretch, holy shit, was his defense lights out. And he, and he unleashed Josh Allen, in my opinion. he unleashed. He's the one who unleashed Josh Allen. Did a lot of great things, and he got a lot more aggressive. He cleaned up a mess. But here's where I don't agree with you. He created that mess to a large extent yes. as well. Yes, great Because point. some of their losses before this, I mean, you go to, what was it? It was the New England game. It was the, um, my mind's drawing up, like the Philly game, the New England game, and another game where the Bills scored a touchdown and took the lead inside of two minutes and the defense blew it. Matt Jones went 75 yards on that defense to, to win that game. Philly, um, got a score on the last drive, a field goal to to send it to overtime. And I know I'm forgetting off the top of my head. The Jets game. Nah, is, you, you've given enough. And even without the examples, you, you did a great job, all right, in making the argument against, um, you know, him him getting those, those sort of honors. And I'm fine with it, man, because I know that argument exists. And, and right. you putting it out there, as you know, the mess of his own making was spot on, man. Uh, but, but once that, maybe it's a fucking article, man. I mean, once that shit got, came, I know it my changed man the just, season. My man just tightened his whole shit. It changed he just tightened. The season. I mean, like he was calling a pretty good defense throughout the, the you know, yeah, the, but he was whole, falling apart. And, he, and he, you know, he, he kind of blew that. I'm not going to blame him for going with a zero blitz on the Jalen Hurts so overtime touchdown run, but he really fucking stunk in the second half of that. Uh, he stunk in the uh, Denver he, game too. At the end, stunk he, in the second. He half ran a jailhouse blitz on third and long when they were out of field goal range in that football game. I guess so. If you're going to live by the sword, die like, by the sword. I'd rather see that than prevent defenses when you have a lead, because th that that's the one thing with Leslie Frazier, whether it was him or McDermott making the calls. That I just could not stomach. But you know what got, else? Though, the I special mean, teams penalty at the end of the game when the game should have been over. Right. Which, by the way, it took until Miami last night to to exercise that demon. Do I you, could not get off that Denver special game. Teams. It, it's you been, hate you some special some. What's oh, his God. name? Drew Smiley. It's probably not Drew Smiley. Um, <laughs> yeah, baby, you know what's in my head. I don't. You want to talk about <laughs> baseball? This is a hundred prospects hat is what it is. Can we? Can we give some? Love, flowers, shine, whatever you want to call it. To I got six guys here, and I'm not. We're not going to go through one by one every single little thing they did. You know, the game's going to be old news by this point. But six guys, not counting Josh Allen, not counting Stefan Diggs. If you were to say six of the most effective Buffalo Bills in a division winning, two seed winning victory would be Deontay Hardy. Trent Sherfield, Dane Jackson, Balen Specter. By the way, you've had a ton of really good takes on Facebook and Twitter this year. Your Specter take was not one of your better ones. I'll speak to that. Dawson Knox and Taylor Rapp. Those six guys were absolutely instrumental in this huge victory uh, for the Buffalo Bills. There's two guys that I want to talk about specifically, but you got any thoughts when you hear that list and you're like, 
that's <laughs> on paper, that's not an impressive list, man. But those guys were freaking huge in this football game. Look, man, you know, what were we all fearing earlier this year at six and six? What was what was the big thing? You know, we're 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 in a Super Bowl window with this quarterback right now, mm-hmm. and we fucking blew it for him, whether that's whether that's McDermott or Bean, whoever. But at the end of the day, okay, you are naming like pretty good football players, all right? Guys that that an investment was made in, all right, to, you know, to be part of a Super Bowl window open roster. And it's not by accident. You know what I mean? This goes back to Bean. This goes back to me. Fucking, I'm, I'm just, I'm a huge Bean guy. All right, but it's not by accident that upon suffering the injuries that they did in these key spots, there were guys there. All right, who have at least seen a football field in this in in these stakes as as bad as Deontay or as, or as you know, non relevant, irrelevant. That's what I want. As Deontay Hardy has been at the end of the day, okay, this 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 year, we didn't throw like a sixth round UCF fucking rookie back there to return that punt. All right, we threw a guy we paid like six million dollars. I called for shit. the Bills to bench him. By the way, horrible Did take. You? I wanted Andy Isabella promoted from the practice squad. I said that I think it's in the New England game when he fumbled against the Chargers. Actually, it was yeah. I said I've seen enough of Deontay Hardy. And thank God. This is why you go out. This is why you go out and you get veterans. You get veteran depth, man. Mm -hmm. All right. Because, you know, if you're looking to win a Super Bowl and something happens, uh, you know, like a Gabe Davis injury or something like that, um, you know, less, less snaps for Steph, although that was definitely a story and a big uptick this week. Um, And, and what's his name? Chris Norman basically saying, yeah, well, that's Steph taking himself out. Lot to talk about there, but you know, you've got like 14 more shows this week, so I'm sure you'll get to it all. <laughs> um, look, there was there was there was depth there that could that could do the things that it did last night. The surprise for me, the you know, Taylor Rapp's another one, man. You know, Taylor Rapp's a guy who you know we all saw actually in exactly the role that he's in right now when he first came in, but we didn't go that route because you know. We kept playing nickel. It was nickel, nickel, nickel. You know, Rap wasn't seeing the field. Then all of a sudden, McDermott makes a change to a dime, and Rap's getting run. Look, man, you know, Rap is a starting safety in this league who took a job to come here as a role player. Um, you know, not on the cheap exactly, but and he played a significant, a significant role. This, this, this fucking roster is built to win a championship, man. We're not, yeah. we're not putting out chumps. All right, yeah. in 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 big injury situations, the only guy that I thought we put out there that was a little bit of a chump, all right, was Balen Specter. Were you a little surprised that they went with him over Dorian Williams? Yeah, very Which, much. Which, so. by the way, I was impressed with Specter. Yeah, well, look, I went to I maybe after the third Specter play, two of which sure. I felt like uh, were were he got sucked in on RPOs, and there was like a huge space around the receiver, all right, I, I, I was like, this is good. They're going to do this male inspector all night. I said Josh Allen was pathetic by the, I was the like, first quarter was over, so I get it. It was heat of the moment, instant, 
reaction. It was instant reaction from you. But, but. the reason I bring up Spectre is because he's not necessarily the guy that a big resource was invested in in case of injury. But you can only do you, you know you can only do so much sure. at that linebacker spot when they just drop like flies, Milano and Dotson. Um, you know what are you going to do? But the depth is incredible, and and then. Even when could have gotten away, as proven last night, even when they could have gotten away with Benford and Jackson as their corners, you know, it's not, it wasn't just, it wasn't just about the upgrade of Dane Jackson by adding Razul Douglas. It was also getting back to the fact that you've got three starting caliber line uh, cornerbacks sure. in the case of of an injury. They never stopped adding and building depth on the roster because that's what you fucking do in a Super Bowl window. And they, they got, they got a look all of a sudden, all of a sudden they got a look that none, none of us thought they were going to have. Brandon it. Bean did a fantastic job this off season. He had a great off season, no matter how the playoffs play out, even if they lose to Pittsburgh. Now at this point, it's the players not performing. Last night was, or Sunday night was indicative of the job that Brandon Bean done or did. Going out and getting yourself a Taylor Rapp. Going out and getting yourself a Hardy or Sherfield. And maybe these guys really didn't do shit during the regular season, but they did plenty to win their division in a must-win game. He had, he hit on Kincaid. If Kincaid and Osiris Torrance aren't home runs or triples, they're day one starters. Kincaid. Can I just, can I ask you about a Kincaid thing real quick? Did you not know? Did, were you able to notice in time on that deep, that deep fucking back shoulder kicking Cade? Were you able to notice in time that A, that was Kincaid, and B, it wasn't Knox and he was going to catch that shit? <laughs> That's exactly I was like, oh, shit, that ball's there. That's Kincaid, not Knox, and he's going to catch it. Yeah. And that's the fucking difference between Dawson Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Yeah, and Vic Fangio schemes up a defense to have Melvin Ingram on one-on-one -on -one coverage on that play, too, uh, <laughs> down the sideline. But, or which one? Actually, he had two pretty big catches. One of them, he beat Melvin Ingram. One was, it, it was that one. It was the back shoulder, yeah. it was the it was back shoulder throw was, on Yeah, Ingram. Melvin Ingram. See, yeah, Melvin Ingram was covering him. That was but a bad anyway, one, but I thought Fangio actually had some good calls. But yeah, man, and then you had, listen, you had Leonard Floyd, 10 and a half sacks, and, and just depth like you talked about. Guys like Puna Ford who haven't done much, but they have still have had roles. Puna Ford played a, actually He blocked teams. the punter. He did block the punter. So that without, without a penalty, that might be the bigger, <laughs> you know, the bigger good job when, there. Is when that I already brought blocked. that back, I, I, I would not celebrate. Oh, no, I didn't either. Not until I, I had to see I, no flags. Little yellow I had to see no flags. I actually, not that you would have seen it because you were tweeting yourself at a fucking mile a minute. But I had a tweet today of that, you know, that that angle that everybody's tweeting out uh, of the, you know, the low angle and the Buffalo crowd. Ground up, Trent Sherfield, man. Trent Sherfield right. just stops in the middle of the field and looks, looks down, looks, looks back and shit. Sherfield was definitely was with like one of us, you know, just just making sure, man. I know. Knows. And even at the end of the game, too. I mean, I was confident to an extent it was an interception, but like, oh yeah, Aaron, I didn't Aaron celebrate Shane, that interception. Kayla, we're all in the house. I, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and even though the Bills were coming off the field and high five, I wanted to see a replay with my own eyes. And it wasn't until that point where I was like, all right, he's got the ball. And uh, 
the game is over. Which, by the way, Taylor Rapp played 13 snaps. They they ran that dying defense with Poyer, a linebacker, on 13 snaps during this game. Not even just the interception. The play before that, a hell of a pass a breakup, man. He knocked, if Tyreek Hill hauls that in, if he doesn't get hit by Rapp, they got the ball inside the 20. They still got a minute something left. They don't got no timeouts, but that's still an eternity of time. Taylor Rapp was huge, and so was Dane Jackson. I got to mention him out specifically. That tackle he had oh, to come up on, it was on Braxton Burials. Fucking beauty. Stopped him a half yard short. I could not believe. Miami didn't even like try to draw the Bills off sides, nothing. McDaniel just called a punt right away. I was blown away and shocked at that. And then that big third down pass breakup, too. Dane Jackson. I'm not sure that he got his hand on that. He got his hand. I love it. His coverage was fantastic, and he definitely influenced uh, the, the, you know, the, the catch. But I wasn't sure that he got his hands on that. Yeah. Well, he was there. It was great. He was. He was. He was. He, he, he was, was so good. He was good. And then, but again, I'm not sure that I necessarily want Brazil Douglas to just take Dane Jackson's word for it next time. You, you see that part? Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. All right, where I look, got man, you. Look, look, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I think that I, I, we love Dane too. But if you're fucking healthy, I don't buy it. You're going out, bro. Sean McDermott. I don't buy it. Sean, Sean I, don't, McDermott, I, don't, I don't. I don't buy it either. Sean McDermott kind of said today that he really didn't know anything about that. <laughs> to me, that was. The Bills are in the playoffs. We're not going to risk Rasul Douglas getting hurt any further this game. We want. Oh, I win. didn't think about that aspect yeah, so of it. I maybe if maybe if the Bills, aspect. I like it. Do you think the Bills were a little bit looser, by the way, because they knew they were in the playoffs? So you don't really think that they didn't play that. looser. Yeah, they didn't play looser. <laughs> they didn't play looser. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how fucking stressful that shit would have been? All right, like the the first half ending on the uh, you know on the on the on the goal line like that. Uh, can you imagine the stress of that game if if we didn't have our ticket punched already? I, uh, my hat, my <laughs> base, my baseball cap took a beating at the various first half Josh Allen uh, mistakes. We'll just call them. Which, by the way, Ty Johnson that should have been targeting. He got hit it fucking was. helmet to helmet right I at the one yard line. I, I I couldn't believe I didn't catch it. Bob O'Brien wanted to know who backs up Mason Rudolph. Uh, it's Kenny Pickett. So anyway, he, he's healthy. He's just yeah, he's be, not starting. Um, Pickett. The receivers. I mean, we let's squeeze this in. Let's 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 squeeze in the Steelers. We can't. No, do well, I'll go go back to them. I'm not done with the Bills yet. All right. Because I want to look back at the season and the fact they finished 11 and six. And this is the weird part. And I think we all, you, I, most people. We, we look at the team and we, we stay within the bubble of this offense or this defense, and we don't really compare it to 31 other teams around the league because you look at the stats, the, now the regular season's over. James Cook was fourth in the entire NFL in rushing. Only three running backs had more rushing yards in him this season. Doesn't really feel like that to me, though. Doesn't feel like he had, like, the fourth best rushing season in the NFL. Stephon Diggs, who it felt like, I mean, he had seven catches on Sunday night, but, you know, a lot of non-productive games in the back half of the year. He still finished seventh in the NFL in receptions. Dalton Kincaid smashing Bill's tight end, not just rookie, but Bill's tight end receptions. And he had the 10th most catches by a tight end and by a rookie in NFL history. Didn't really feel that way. It didn't feel like a great statistic, except for Josh Allen's total touchdowns. This just didn't feel like a great statistical season for the Bills. But like I said, yeah, Cook is at a top four in rushing. Stephon's still in the top seven in receptions. It's kind of weird with these stats this year. Oh, maybe it's just me, though. It just never felt like James Cook was one of the best running backs in the NFL. 
it doesn't it doesn't take much all right to mm-hmm. elevate into that top 10 um these days of of rushers because of the way that that teams spread the ball and that, that sure. that's to take nothing away from James Cook I'll, you know you have you have a big ass game like Dallas all right and a couple other where you push the sensory mark um you know you you, you you're deserving of of some accolades all right but ultimately it doesn't take much to to get to where he got especially when you know there's so much uh diversity in the in in running back usage and stuff like that so and Steph you know is kind of a uh you know he was he was flying out of the gate uh closed strong with receptions um against Miami and stuff like that but Josh missed know, him long he didn't do he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't really do game breaking shit um, you know, and like you just mentioned, not, not, not always his fault. Right. These stats though. I, I mean, honestly, they're just, they're an offense. They're an offense. That's just very good. Even, even when they sucked. All right. They were actually still probably kind of, that's what good. I'm saying. You, and, you and, compare and, it to the rest of the league, instead of our standards for this team only, they were, actually I didn't find really any good. of it to be overly, overly impressive. Like right. here, I, I would say. All right, what do you what do you make of the James Cook stats? Well, I would say James Cook ha- has emerged. All right, James Cur- Cook has emerged as a guy who's absolutely going to see all right um, all four years of but, of, of his contract. But, I don't know that he's going to see beyond that. But as we get into the playoffs, I think he might have a shorter leash than Bills fans want to think. He's the fourth in the NFL in rushing. Drops passes. He dropped a touchdown against Sunday, too, and that's his third touchdown drop of the back half of this season. And he's played very well for a lot of these stretches. But you kind of get this feeling that Sean doesn't fully trust him. Like, he won't hesitate if Ty Johnson's healthy or if Leonard Fournette – Leonard Fournette will be in the lineup um, regardless of Ty Johnson, I think, going forward. But I think the the, the lease might be a little bit short here. With uh, with James Cook, even though he has emerged, just like Khalil Shakir has emerged, by the way. I don't, I don't know that I would say I would call it a short leash with Cook. Maybe I not just that short, but short I leash. just, I, I just think there were a couple weeks, okay, um, you know, before I think maybe Brady kind of found Ty Johnson, uh, and certainly before Fournette started to see the field, there were a couple weeks where I would, I think Cook's snap share was somewhere, you know, up around 70 or over. Okay. I think that is going to come down to around 50. Okay. Okay. If, especially if playoff landing's around. Now that doesn't, you know, that you doesn't say playoff Lenny now. No more, no more, no more in the hunt. No more in the hunt Lenny. Can you remember in the hunt Lenny? I mean, what a fucking roller coaster, bro. <laughs> what a bananas regular season. Yeah. What a bananas. Tell so what's calling season. for people who are like, what the hell are you talking about earlier? I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, the Bills, he wasn't playoff Lenny because that's what his nickname is. He was in the hunt, Lenny. That's what you uh... – <laughs> I was very proud about that. Look, he looks fresh. He, you know, he's out there banging a little bit. I'm not sure that he's quite the pass protector that Murray is. But, uh, you know, if if Johnson uh, – that's going to be interesting. All right, even with a healthy Ty Johnson. I think with a healthy Ty Johnson, he sees the field. But um, I think Murray's done if all three running yeah, backs are Yeah, yeah, you think, you think it's just that that, that clear cut? I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm fine. With I, w- that. I just want, I want to name drop 
a couple players on that punt return. Because again, you look at the punt return and you go nuts and everyone's excited. Three punt returns don't happen or kick returns don't happen with a couple key blocks. So I just want to single out Saran Neal had a really good seal block. Quinton Morris had a really, really good seal block. And it was Puna Ford of all people that got out and got contact uh, with the punter. Last thing I want to talk about with this game going into the playoffs here quickly. Vaughn Miller plays 15 snaps. And I put out a tweet saying he did shit. I'm done with him. He had a chance. I get why the Bills went back to him because if he's going to give you anything, it was going to be this game. And I said he didn't do anything, but I was kind of wrong about that a little bit, Tone. Second last play, the one where Rap knocked the ball down for Hill. Vaughn Miller had a pretty nice pass rush. And that's my point. The last three defensive snaps for the Bills, Vaughn Miller was on the field. They went Floyd and Miller with the edge, kicked Rizzo in with Ed Oliver. That was your foreman. What that tells me is Vaughn Miller is going to be active. Vaughn Miller's playing in the playoffs. He's not, they're not making him inactive. If they have enough faith in him to have him on the field in a one-score game, and when Miami's got the ball at the end of the game, that's instead of AJ Epinesa or Shaq Lawson, that tells me Vaughn Miller is going to be active for the playoffs. Whether he does something, how much he plays, who the hell knows? But he's going to be active, I think, based on that. Uh, yes. And, you know, here's hoping he has an effective, uh, effective 15 snaps. Yeah. I got nothing. I, you know, yeah, what I, mean? I, I hear it's you. like, I hear it's you. like, whatever, man. He's a, uh, my guess is my guess is the, uh, Epineza, uh, injury is impacting him. All right. Um, they probably do that Rousseau inside kick and dime. I don't know that it's necessarily has to be packaged with the, uh, you know, um, with 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 the Taylor Rap coming on for in you know Balen Specter move, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know that it nece- necessarily has to align with the uh, with the back seven dime package. Um, but my guess is, you know, it's it's probably the you know the the dime, the dime look. Yeah, it's, just um, a, it's a it's a sign to me that he, they're not done with him. Yeah, that's, that's I, all I'm yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah, I they're, agree with you. you know, I don't expect much from him, but. Who knows? Like I said, that second last play of the game, he got one arm on the tackle and he was stunning inside. And he was getting towards Tua uh, when Tua threw. By the way, Tua, if I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, I'm not looking to give that guy huge money, man. He's okay. I'd have a hard time giving him that He's okay. He's got Tyreek Hill. I mean, and that's great. But he's about timing. You disrupted it all. You take away some of that middle of the field, which McDermott did a lot better job on the second half. And he just does not have that sideline um, arm strength. Anyway, all right, enough about Miami. So the, the Bills are playing Pittsburgh, and I agreed with you what you said at the top. This could not have worked out any better. The Bills playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. No T.J. Watt. Mason Rudolph's the quarterback. I mean, they got two really good running backs. They do have And receivers. Good. Yeah, Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens like- are good. So they got weapons, but I don't think they got the quarterback. And T.J. Watt, dude, he's got 19 sacks this year. He was probably, not probably, he will be the NFL defensive or player of the year. No question about it. So, God, it just, it it can't work out any better. And Pittsburgh did win three in a row down the stretch. But they also lost at home, like I said, to Arizona and New England in back-to-back weeks. Um, Yeah, I'm like, I'll talk about Pittsburgh more throughout the week, obviously. And I'm sure Anthony Marino will have a much more grounded, uh, I don't want to say pessimist, a guarded optimistic view than you and I do. As far as we're concerned, this is as close to a buy as you're going to get. And I know there's a lot of people out there watching and listening who don't like that, but that's definitely how uh, 
how tone and I feel. Um, anyway, you got the shirt on. If you're watching or if you're listening to this, you wouldn't know, but tone has a shirt on that says feed me KC. I don't like this. the fucking look you just made when you said feed me KC. Well, like it was, it was, it was smirky. Like my, like my slogan sucks or something. It was, it was, it was, it was a condescending look when you said it. I want you to redo the whole segment. I'm not going right? to redo the whole segment. I want you to redo the whole segment and put some fucking respect on my name. I don't have, I don't share that same enthusiasm for playing you, but here, here's what I will tell you. I don't have the clip, but I, I, I mentioned it earlier. You talked weeks and weeks ago before the Bengals game, how you were going to rustle up every penny you could get yeah, yeah, and bet the Bengals. If I were a gambler, and I'm not, but if I were, I would do the same thing. I would rustle up every single penny I can get. And I would bet the Chiefs on Saturday night. You're probably going to have to lay fucking more than a score. I haven't even looked, but well, I, you're I probably going to have to lay more than a score. And let's remember this so. is seven, seven and a half max. Anyway, dude, Miami is shell shocked. They are, they were decimated with injuries coming into the Buffalo game and they just took a beating. Their backup, their death guys, two defensive ends go down, their linebacker goes down. Moser and Waddle, they're optimistic that they might play, but they're not going to be 100%. Bro, it's only three and a half. I'm telling you, man. It's only it's a lock three. Of the year. It's a lock of if the year. If you love, if I mean, you know, regardless of, I know you're not a big gambler, but if you love Casey, like you just said, you thought that shit was going to be at least a touchdown. It should be. By then, the way, Xavier Howard's already ruled out. Bet that shit. If there's ever going to be, I mean, it's just, you owe it. To your fucking, you know, I don't gamble, bro. You owe it to like, no, I don't gamble. Your future, future what? <laughs> future what? I was going with like, 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 like your estate. You know what uh, I mean? Like you owe it to like your future generations. That's what I wanted. All right. Well, you owe it to your future. I'm not generations. going to. But if I were that, that what I'm telling you, you may that, talk. You may talk me. You may talk me into it. That game's yeah, a lot. But I fucking, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Tyreek's going to go off and uh, um, Kansas City's winning that football game, dude. Miami's going to a, Miami's going to a football. 10. Short Kansas week. Some bad short, football. I don't care. 10 week or short week. That's they're going right. It 10, is a short week. 10 degree. Oh, does 10 degree weather not matter for the Miami Dolphins? It is a short week. Is it a Saturday too? It's a Saturday night oh game. Oh my God. It's they're, Miami's going, that may be the best point that you've made, maybe this entire year. Um, Miami's going from a Sunday nighter into a Saturday. Yes, uh, and, ten, and it's, the weather forecast calls for 10 degrees. And again, I wow. it would take it would take an extra podcast. I'd be pissed if it I would, were if I were Miami. It would man. take a That's some bullshit. It would take an entire podcast just Although to run KC down all the plate. You are not gonna let me finish the sentence, are you? <laughs> that's that's the name of the I mean, game. Are you, I didn't even know you were talking. <laughs> I didn't even know you were talking, bro. <laughs> you have tuned me out. We're at the part of the podcast <laughs> where Tone Bucks manage will just be Let's so Let's talk long. about the Sabres. <laughs> big fucking six games coming up, though. Listen, all I'm saying is if we can roll into Sunday with a couple Sabre wins along the way, that shit would be cool. I feel that like shit would be cool. The last 10 minutes, I feel like I've done a, a podcast with Scully. I just can't get a I can't get a I can't get a line off right now. <laughs> I I don't share your enthusiasm oh, for playing the Chiefs shit. next week. I just want to put that out there. 
if I had a choice, so you're what? Let me ask you a question. Let oh, me, I give it to me. I know exactly what you're going to ask. I can't wait get, to answer so it. So you're so what you're telling me is you're rooting for, you're rooting for the Chiefs than openly. Miami. Okay, because you would rather play the Chiefs than either Houston or Cleveland at home. Because before you answer, for the people out there, who are like, what the hell are you guys arguing about? So it's clear on the assumption that the Bills handle the Steelers on Sunday afternoon. If the Chiefs beat the Dolphins, the Bills are playing the Chiefs. If the Dolphins beat the Chiefs, the Bills are playing the winner of Cleveland at Houston. And you're telling me you'd rather play Kansas City than either Houston or Cleveland. And I want to make it clear, okay? It's not because... All right, there are people out there that, like, I saw today, like, or I'm sorry, I saw going into the Miami game, like, people wanted it to be I hope Scully's not watching this podcast. Better. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I understand, and I accept the fact. I'm, I am totally willing to accept the fact that of all the remaining teams other than Baltimore that we could host in the in the in the semifinal all right um i think we would be the least favored against Kansas City i think they are the tougher sure. i think they are the tougher of all the teams for sure but at the end of the day man and this is where i'm a little different guys all right and i've always you know i've always i like to think come across as as this way even though I am a Bills fanatic, okay? I still find a way to just incorporate my own personal pleasures, okay? Whether it be the week leading up to a game or walking into a, into the stadium for a game or something like that. I still find a way to kind of put those over, like, you know, the parade. I just, I, I just do. Okay. You know, I I mean, I'd love a parade as much as anybody. And if we get there by beating fucking bums and, you know, I could have three Mason Rudolphs. Great. But how fucking fun is that, man? It's I, fun. I don't I, I get it. I, I get it, man. A parade is fun and all those things. But boy, man, I'm sorry. You cannot set this shit up any better than the fucking team this is the that, has, the Chiefs. that has ripped our hearts out all right that's the, fair. the way they have to, and and the, to have them in your fucking house man i and and i'm sorry i'm going to add in the superstar fucking megastar girlfriend all right showing up in a suite in orchard park i want all that smoke I, I, I want all that smoke. I can't imagine wanting to be like, you know, I, I, I understand you want the, you want the pinnacle, you want the prize, you want that fucking Super Bowl trophy, but fuck you. I'm not, I don't want to walk into that stadium in two weeks and be like, Oh man, I bet you fucking show me. The really Joe Flacco story. No, we'll get to Flacco. We'll get to Flacco in the AFC championship, <laughs> but I, I'm not going to be like, Oh man, yo, McDermott just, you know, he's yeah, he, he kills rookie quarterbacks. No, man, I don't want CJ Stroud. I want Patrick Mahomes. I want Andy Reid. I want Travis Kelsey. And I want fucking Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes in my house. And I want to fucking bury him. <laughs> yeah, I, look, How could you, you not you want point. anything but that? And I would add too that this is this is the year where Kansas. I don't think Kansas City's offense is going to be any worse than it's been this year, and I don't think it's going to find any magic gear 
that we haven't seen in 18 games. Although I do think for sure they're going to beat Miami. I mean, I, to me, that is just a uh, a lock. But I still, while I agree with all your sentiments, at the end of the day, I still say that is a two-time Super Bowl champion, arguably yes. the best player in the NFL on the other side it's of the field. scary as shit. I don't, That's scary. what makes it fucking beautiful. Yes, I am not saying that because I think it's a slam dunk win. I'm saying that because it's just a fucking beautiful, beautiful football game. And that's what I want to be at. Not CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. No. Your friend Kevin, who comments on our show sometimes, so mad. I'm just dismissing. I would imagine dismissing his Steelers to, right to now. Steelers to to, to diehard um, Pittsburgh Steeler fans right now. I feel like this is An our tie done. This is our, to them. This is our tie done podcast to <laughs> to Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Oh fuck so, off, <laughs> you guys, and all your fucking championships and shit like that. You fucking played uh, a. a triple a if that double a baltimore team and still ran the ball every play like you just wanted to get to the end of the game you fucking suck that steeler team sucks fucking 10 10 fuck out of here we're gonna fucking shit all over that team on sunday fuck off feed me kc all right well i'll tell you what you don't know this yet, but we're going to be doing shows on sunday whoa, and whoa, monday whoa, next whoa, week don't, sunday don't. and monday next week you're going to be in Post game, post game, and then our you know our Monday kind of reflection episode, which according to you is going to be all about Kansas City. We don't even got nothing to worry about. We don't need to worry about the potential season ending podcast next week. So, no. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> look, look, like I said, man, I am an any given Sunday fucking guy. Okay, but at the end of the day, if if I have to sit here and eat crow for dismissing the Steelers, I promise you that the taste of crow will be the least of my concerns. I'll be so fucking miserable, and so will everyone else, that no one will care what I said the week before. <laughs> All right, well, that is fair. I'm going against you, though. I, I think Kansas City is going to beat Miami, so it's a moot point, but I would prefer to see actually Miami have an upset victory because I would prefer either. Really? Uh, you want the easier game? You you want the easier They're not easy. I don't think they're I don't think either game for what it's worth. I don't think either game is easy. Cleveland is playing amongst the small best handful of teams in the NFL for quite a while now, man. They could run yeah, the ball. Yeah, but it's Houston Murray that comes Cooper. here. But it's Houston that would that would it would well, if Houston, I think. Oh, Cleveland that's right. Houston. Cleveland beats Houston and sure. Miami wins. Then Cleveland's we got to see Flacco game, right away. Cleveland's a really, Cleveland's a really tough game. And you, you're saying you'd rather have Cleveland than KC? I, yeah, because one reason, championship pedigree and experience. Right. That's the only reason. I don't think the Chiefs are scary. I think I'm not afraid of the Chiefs. I 100% think if the Bills play the Chiefs, I am not even being a homer. I would pick the Bills unbiased and objective but i don't want to play them if i could play the cleveland browns or houston texans i think part of it so i think i think part of it is the experience i think part of of, of what's driving me sure. is i want to sit in that stadium for that fucking football game you know what i'm saying and you don't you you, you don't bring that to the table you know what i mean you i i want to be fucking you ain't Kevin, getting an apology, bro. Apology, you ain't getting an apology <laughs> um 
yeah, man, I want to be at that stadium for that matchup. So you won't even to try to you, sell your tickets. You to, won't even try to sell your tickets to that game because you sell your tickets to all your other shit. You can the, listen. This the way this uh, the, this is also a factor here. Okay, the way this whole thing played out, I'm able to, and I'm going to end up selling it to family and not making as much. But I have no use for this Pittsburgh game. But you couldn't. You 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 couldn't fucking offer me a thousand dollars not to be in that stadium for Bills Kansas City. I <laughs> feed me fucking Kansas City. All right. On that note, that's going to do it for uh, this episode. I almost feel like you know I still got three other episodes this week, and I don't even. I almost feel like if you were the producer of this show, there wouldn't even be. A I'd be a great you. producer there, of there this show. By well, the way, I would be an a, excellent producer. No Bills Steelers preview then. No, of so course, I mean, man. Look, this, yeah, man. You got, you got three, uh, you got three more episodes to talk about the Steelers. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to listen to every one several times. Well, you can start by listening to uh, tomorrow. Thank you, everybody out there who listened. Thank you, everybody who's watched on the video side. People watch it live. We left comments. Appreciate you all. Be back. Brand new show tomorrow.